Oh, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't have I don't have any of the normal apps I have open. We'll give you a couple minutes. I was just watching a really good um, YouTube video. Wendover Productions, a YouTube channel that I really like, uh, just put out a, a video on the logistics of COVID nineteen testing, like mm-hmm. how how it works and how the like they get the tests from the testing sites to like the machines and like. And, like, they have to, like, put the samples on planes that, like, fly around the different cities and do pickups. And then they have to get back to the main lab. It's crazy. And one I, of the, I can't even imagine. seems very complicated. And they got to do it all in one night. Like, they got to do as much as possible in a night. So it's like – I know it must, must be, like, a logistics nightmare. But one of the interesting, interesting things he was saying in the video is that um, they uh, – one company got approved by the FDA to do, like, sample pooling. Uh, where they take multiple COVID samples that they, you know, from like from tests and like just mix them all together and then just do a test on that and see if it's positive or negative because that'll hmm. save that'll save time. And then if it comes back negative, then I'm like, okay, everybody in this group is negative. If it comes back positive, then they retest all, all like uh, the example was four. They like, they'll do four at a time. They'll retest all four individually and see which one. And that would speed up time because you're using le- – because, you know, if, if the percentage of, of samples uh, that, are, that are positive, if that percentage is low enough, you're, you're cutting out a lot of sam- you know, yeah. testing for no reason. That makes so, sense. You see what I'm hmm. saying? So, so it People was – People are so smart. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great idea. But then the guy points out, like, the problem with this is it only works if the percentage of samples that are positive is – super low i'm like you know like eight percent yeah right because if if you have 25 or 30 percent of the samples coming back positive then you're retesting all these all over again now you're actually using more time and resources and it would it was just like this moment of like of like it is it is absolutely amazing how like we could almost cut in half the time it takes to do all the tests and and, and get the results and everything we could almost cut that time in half from what it is now but we have to get the number of cases down first. Like, like everything depends. Yeah, there's depends. a golden number there. Right. Everything depends on, like, you have to have a small number of cases first. And then other things start to fall into place. Like, I've been, I've been reading all these, all these articles and, like, threads on Twitter and all these things of people saying, like, what if we just did, like, another lockdown but, like, did it for real this time? Like, don't half-ass it like we did last time. And we did like, I mean, like, like seriously, 90% of people not leaving their house, not 50% like last time, but like an honest to God lockdown. And if we did that for like six to eight weeks, call it eight weeks, right? It, like because of the exponential growth, it also declines exponentially. We could get this down to like a handful of cases in a couple of months. And then within a couple of months, we could we could hug our families, we could visit our friends, we could send our kids to school, maybe we could even go to a theme park, right? But it's like they're so terrified of a second lockdown that they're not going to do that. Like it's it's yeah, that'll never you happen. Know, even though that would, and then here's the other here's the other part of that. If we've we've significantly ramped up testing since you know February and March, right? We've we've ramped up the number of tests we're producing and how many we're able to to run the tests on, right? We've done a lot of progress. The problem is we've also opened up everything at the same time so that that it it spread faster than our testing could keep up. So we're like way behind on testing and it's backlogged and you can't get a test and we're not making enough and you know, all these problems. But 
if you just kept the number of tests that we're producing right now, if you just kept that the same and did like a six to eight week serious lockdown, the number of people who have it would go way down. Now you'd have so many tests you wouldn't even know what to do with them all, right? You see how everything gets way easier if you, <laughs> if you just follow the rules? If you just, if you just, it's, it's like. If you create the rules. Well, that well, now you're getting into where I'm thinking, which is like, why don't they just change the rules so that everyone has to stay at home? But again, it's like they're afraid of – anyway, by the way, follow up on the schools thing. Um, You know, my roommate's a teacher in the, in the county mm-hmm. in which I live, right? Yep. So they polled all the parents in the county of like, do you want to send your kids to school? Would you feel comfortable? Do you feel safe sending your kids to school? And it was like 71% of parents said, I'm not sending my kid to school. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I would, yeah. I would have expected that number to be a lot lower. Yeah, me too. I was thrilled. And then, and then uh, she, had a, she had a meeting with her, with her principal and a bunch of the other staff, other teachers and stuff from her school in particular. And for their school, it was like 85% of parents like, I'm not sending my kid to school. <laughs> So so they do so she said that if you do the math that like like 85% of the kids at at her school where my roommate works would not want to go to would not be sent there for in person face to face school. Mm-hmm. It leaves like 40 kids in the whole school who would right. actually be there. And 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 then and, that's just a waste of money. And and well my well my answer was was oh well, it's forty kids they can go fuck themselves then like just force everyone <laughs> that too, to be of course like that that was my thing oh but it's only forty of them like force them to the, and I think that, unfortunately they can't actually do that because you know it, she, she said on the conference call there was one teacher who was like oh bullshit they just want they just want babysitters they they don't actually care they don't you know that's all that's all it is they just want us to babysit their kids. And and I was like, well, that's probably true, like because we were talking about it. And I was like, that's probably true, but also like I get it from the school's point of view. You have to pretend like the parents are no, I, I want my kid to learn face to face. You have to pretend like that's their intention, even though their intention really is get this fucking kid out of my house, right? You have to kind of play along. So they are gonna have like forty kids in their school, <laughs> but that oh also, they're doing it. Oh yeah. Oh no, they have to. Because these parents ostensibly said, I want my child to learn face-to-face. What I'm getting at is they really just want their kids to, to be babysit. It's really what – that's my point. But the, the schools have to pretend like that's not the real reason. So they can't uh-huh. just go tell those kids to go fuck themselves like I would like I would have done. You see what I'm saying? So they are yeah, going to have yeah. to have like 40 to kids actually come into school every day. But that also means that they're going to – it's going to be like three kids in a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Which which also means you don't need as many teachers there. Like, and the the, the other kind of nice part of this is it, where where my room my roommate in particular kind of lucked out is she technically works at a charter school, which is like it's kind of part of the county, but also they can kind of do whatever they want. Like they don't have yeah, to follow. So, there's different rules. So so they're like, yeah, we're not going to follow the county. We're gonna do we're gonna do our own thing. That's better. So she kind of lucked out, which means I really lucked out. <laughs> Hey, well, there you go. It so all it, worked out. It looks like there's a pretty good chance that um, she won't ever, ever, ever even have to go into the uh, into the school. Yeah, yeah, if, if, I'm sure. Yeah, what do you, what do you do at that point if there's only 40 kids in person? You just have like two te- three teachers there. So four they're, teachers. They're, yeah, what they were saying is that 
Of course, it yeah. depends on what grade they're in and everything. Yeah, but. of course. But like they were, they were saying they were going to have a few kids in each classroom, and then the kids would stay in each classroom, and the teachers would kind of rotate around. The right. few teachers that, that are there would rotate to, to the classroom where each kid is rather than the kids moving between all the, yeah, all the rooms. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing's locked in. Nothing's set in stone yet. Um, but that looks like the plan that my roommate, my roommate school is going to go with, um, have no idea what the rest of the county is doing. So I'm, yeah, I know, I've, I've heard it changes like every day what they're planning on doing. And, and my roommate said that her principal said on the conference call that she, she, that even he was like, I don't know what the county's doing. Their plans change every day, but this is, this is what we're going to do. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I feel bad from, for my friends who, our teachers in the, in the county school system at like our normal public school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like my old, don't have much choice there. Right. My old world history teacher from high school, like, you know, we follow each other on Twitter and I was asking him like, how do you feel about this? He's like, I'm terrified. I don't want to get like, and you know, he was, he was saying, my son is six years old. He's got asthma. I don't want to go to, I don't want to have to go to into the building and then get this and bring it home to my son. Like it just, and I'm like, no, the whole no, the whole thing's a disaster. So uh, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see how it all how it all plays out. But if if the vast majority of of parents are like, there's no way I'm sending my kid to school, then even the the people who do have to go into the buildings, it's it's way fewer people who are actually in the buildings, which is which is a good thing, mm-hmm. I guess. So I, again, I don't know the details on how it's all going to work out and how you know. But um, yeah, so that's um. That's COVID stuff. That's follow up on schools. Very nice. Yep. Got a little more follow Stay up tuned. here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What do you What do you got? Okay. So let's do follow up on Peacock. Okay. I want to see your Peacock. Um, remember when she was good? Whatever happened to her? Who? Katy Perry. Oh. No, I don't really remember when she was good. Oh, I thought I thought her one album, Teenage Dream. I thought that was a really good album. I never, I never really listened to her. Honestly. No, that's that's besides that's, the singles. Hmm. Well, like half the songs on that album were singles because that album was so good. Right. But I don't know what I don't know what she did after that. I mean, I know she did stuff, but it's like I don't think any of it was super great. And now she's getting married to Orlando Bloom and having his kid. Wow. Orlando Bloom. You didn't know that? No, that's awesome. Good. For I him. love Orlando good for Bloom. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just watched a movie trilogy that he's in. Oh, oh, that's okay. Oh, we're we're gonna get to that. Okay, let's just let's stay, let's try to stay focused. God, I'm I'm being the you this episode. Let's stay focused. <laughs> what is that he, supposed to mean? <laughs> it means I'm usually the one who's erratic and out of control, and and you're the one who's like, can we focus, please? Can we just oh, go down the oh, list okay. of topics? Right, 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 right. All right. Anyway, you, you follow are, up. You are what, you what are you more structured than I am. I think. All right. Whatever. Go on. Do, do you think so? Do you like how I'm, I'm going off on a tangent about? <laughs> I have no idea who's more structured here. So, Peacock, you were raving about it last time. Last time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were raving about it. The the, the free version. Mm-hmm. I went to go look into it. I could not make heads or tails of this. There's a free version. There's a pro version. There's a premium pro version. There's and then there's a premium plus pro, premium pro plus. <laughs> of and course. Then th- and then there's the and then there's the version of what if you have Comcast or not, because NBC is owned by Comcast, so it's it, really Peacock is like the streaming service from a cable company, which is weird. But like, so yeah. that it's, and then if you have Comcast, there's different rules. So I couldn't make I couldn't make sense of it. 
Um, so then I was listening to a podcast today with Jason Snell, who we both listen to on podcasts. Here's the way he explained it. There's the free version, which gives you like some reruns and stuff. There's the the one level up, the higher level. I don't know what the name is. One level up is like five bucks, and that gets you access to like the English Premier League and the Peacock Originals. Uh, and then there's the level above that, which gets you the, all the same stuff with no ads. And then if you uh, have, okay. and then if you have Comcast, you basically get five bucks off. So because it's like five bucks per level. So if you have Comcast, you get the version of it that has the originals in the English Premier League, uh, but you still get it with ads. But at least you're getting that that stuff for free. And then if you wanted to pay an extra five bucks to get rid of the ads, you could do that. So then if you have Comcast, you could get the full on thing with no ads for only five bucks instead of ten. And that that is less confusing than I initially thought. Uh, I, I I don't think it's as bad as the HBO Max thing, but it was still a little bit confusing to me. Yeah, I, I didn't really I didn't really know how complicated it got. I just thought there was standard and premium. No, no, it was no, really nutty. Uh, it's it's a little. Again, if you think about it as if you have Comcast cable, you get five bucks off. If you think about it like that, it sort of makes it easier to wrap your head around it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also found out about the channels feature, which I don't know if that's. Oh, I don't know about it. this. Have you seen this? You heard about this? So the channels thing, and it's not channels like Amazon channels or Apple channels. This is channels like like a regular TV channel. And I I'm glad someone's finally doing this because I always thought this was a great idea, or something like it was a good idea for streaming, but no one was doing it. But the idea of the Peacock channels is there's like a channel for The Office, and then you put it on, and it just plays the – it's like a live stream of like episodes of The Office, and you have no control. You have no say over what episode comes on next, and it just plays The Office all the time. Hmm. That is really clever. I think that I because because you hear people say like oh I love The Office I love watching it on Netflix I wish they had like a random button or like a shuffle this is sort of that and they and they, I think they also have it for sports and stuff so you can put on like a sports channel and it's like you can just be in the you, now you're in the middle of some game and you're watching it and it's like you have no control over like you know you can't back up or fast forward it's like a live stream but like you. you it's it kind of the, it's almost like recreating what was kind of fun about uh, cable TV, which was kind of the the not having a choice and like, well, let me just see what what comes on. There, there sometimes there is that is fun and that is interesting, but now because it's streaming and it's online, and it's you know you can sort of even fine tune it even more than a regular cable channel where you can say, I want to watch something like a normal cable stream, but I want to watch just The Office or just Parks and Rec. And that's the only thing I want to see and just pick the episodes for me and just let it play automatically and just go, you know, I think that's a really interesting idea. And I like I like that feature a lot. I have not signed up, but I like the idea of it. Maybe they should even broaden that a little bit. They should just have like action movies or blockbuster movies channel where what any movie that fits into that genre is just playing on shuffle, basically, because people people go through Netflix and spend 30 or 45 minutes. And end up not watching anything at all and going to bed frustrated because they couldn't decide on a movie. Pe- people really just need to have someone else choose for them sometimes. Right, right. Um, 
Yeah, I do. I do think there is uh, value in that, and and you know the whole on-demand streaming thing. It's 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 been sold to us as you can pick whatever you want and watch whatever you want the second you want. But then, on some on some level, sometimes you're kind of paralyzed by choice, and it's like I don't even know what I want. And so, yeah, no, I think I think you might be onto something there, and I wouldn't be surprised if some streaming service, whether it's Peacock or another one. Uh, does end up doing something like that because I think I think that would be a, a good idea, or even yeah, or even what if what if you could what if you could decide here's like five shows that I love, just shuffle these constantly and I'll just click it on and see what episode of whatever show I'm in the middle of. Then we'd really that get something would be going. Really cool, yeah. Right. You know what? I'm gonna cut this out of the show. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go pitch this to Peacock. There you go. <laughs> that. That's like making a playlist, basically. That would be so cool. Sort of, yeah. That would, yeah, that would be, yeah. That's a, that's a good comparison. Just put it on shuffle. Exactly. Um. Okay. That's follow up on Peacock. I think. Are we good? Okay. Follow up. I think we're good. Okay. Follow up on HBO Max. Why did I have this written down? Oh, oh Harry no. Potter. I know why you had this. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. Go. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so I decided, I don't know, yeah, we talked about this last time. I decided to reread the Harry Potter books just because they're super fun and I wanted to read something fun. And when I'm finishing the books, I am starting to rewatch the movies as well. And so I finished book one, movie one, and I'm on to book two now. And I've started reading book two and I get an alert, uh, no, not an alert, I just see it trending on Reddit that... Oh, the Harry Potter movies are leaving HBO Max at the end of August. And like I had just gotten HBO Max. Someone gave me their login. It was you. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I was gonna say, I want the credit there. <laughs> and, and I was like, you gotta be I have until August twenty-fourth to get as much Harry Potter in as I can. <laughs> and at, I'm gonna get book two and movie two. If I'm lucky, I'll get <laughs> to the third one i think i think i can mm-hmm. do that but i mean after that i'm just gonna i'm out of luck <laughs> it's been <laughs> two or three months that they've had these harry potter movies on there and now they're gone where are they going i know what's happening I, I, and i i even came on this podcast and i made a big deal of like wow it must have cost them a ton of money to get those rights back from nbc i know with the streaming i know and then, then it's just it's gone all right it's like what is what is happening it's like it's like that clip from seinfeld i love when jerry's in florida and he's looking at how his parents interact with people and he goes what is going on in this community <laughs> God, it's, it's like, it, that's I, how I feel. It's like, what is going on in the streaming service? Are you people aware of what's happening? What is wrong with you? I really just, I was in shock when I saw it, <laughs> when I saw the headline. I, I don't get it. The two, the DC movies and the Harry Potter movies are like the two biggest things Warner Brothers got to be known for, right? Right. And right. they're both gone? <laughs> it's just HBO again. There's no Max anymore. What's the Max? I don't get it. It's a, it's HBO men now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, um, okay. God. Well, um, okay. So that's that's follow up on HBO Max. Boy, we are just burning through topics. I didn't we even are... know we had follow up. This is great. I know. I didn't put it in the document because I, I I was thinking about it when I didn't have my computer up, and I so I just put it in my own personal notes. And I'm, I'm like, I could use the Google Docs app on iOS, but the Google Docs app on iOS is terrible, and I hate it. 
um, and it's never it's like it's updated for like iOS 12 and like we're on 13 I'm running the 14 beta like it's just it's so oh oh that's the other thing I have to bitch about so you ready for this yep um I okay are you you don't have 3d touch what phone do you have you don't have 3d touch I have the 8 so no I don't think you have 3d touch do you have that on your phone where you you can push extra hard on on an app or something and it gives you like a little pop up menu? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, but you you I think I think on on the phones that don't have 3D touch, they just recreate like that effect with a long press. Whereas oh. on phones that have 3D touch, you can just like press extra hard on that part of the screen and it achieves the same you get the same thing, the little menu pops up or whatever or the notification expands. Uh, and, I think that's working for me right now. What? I'm trying that right now. That seems to be what's happening. Yeah, but it's doing it with a long press, right? No, I'm pressing pretty instantly. Uh, does the iPhone iPhone eight? I I thought it didn't. Three D touch. I'm now. I'm looking. I thought. I thought it came late. Maybe it didn't come later. Oh, maybe you're right. iPhone eight three D touch. Okay. Okay. So it does. Why? Well, I, I thought. I guess I thought it came later. Okay. Never mind. Um. Okay. But you. you Okay, so you okay? Do you use this feature? Not as much as I probably should. Okay, it does, it, sometimes I accidentally do it and be like, "Oh, there's some great features here I should use, make things go a lot faster." But I just always forget. Yeah, yeah. There's some nice stuff in there, and and um, and now that it's become now that they recreate it with a long press, like more apps have added features and stuff to it, and now they've gotten rid of 3D Touch on their phones. They just they've totally abandoned it. All the new phones don't have it. Um, like the iPhone 10 S that's the one. No, that's the one I have. What one came after that? The iPhone 11. I think that's the one with it. No, what do I, what phone do I have? doesn't matter. At some point they said the regular iPhone doesn't have 3d touch, but the, but the pro ones do. And I think then they said, okay, now none, none, none of our iPhones have 3d touch. They just, they're dropping it entirely. The, what used to be 3d touch, they're recreating with long press and it's like, Okay, as long as the functionality is still there, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my phone does 3D touch, and I, I like it. I've always liked it. I've always used it. I'm a, I'm a fan, and when I realized that they're, that they're kind of sunsetting it, it was – they never said we're getting rid of it, but you can – if you watch Apple close enough, you can see what they're getting rid of. And I was like, oh, this is ending its life. Like it's expensive to have the technology, to have the screen, to sense pressure. Like they're, they're trying to cut costs. It's probably not being used by many people because it's – basically completely undiscoverable uh and they're like you know what let's just let's just get rid of this we'll we'll do we'll do the same thing but with a long press but i like 3d touch so i've been using it on my phone i use it all the time and i'm 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 sad when i think about how later this year i'm gonna have to get a new phone that doesn't have it because they're, they're getting rid of it which is like not a big deal i don't have it on my the ipad the ipad's never had 3d touch so i'm always long pressing on there anyway not a huge deal, and I thought I'll just it'll just be something I have to get used to eventually when that time comes. So I'm running the iOS 14 beta on my iPhone and my iPad from day one, even though people told me not to. Like people I know who work at Apple told me not to do it, and I'm like, I don't care. The reason I'm always skeptical to install betas on my on my especially on my phone that I take with me everywhere is because like I don't want the beta software to like fuck something up and something goes wrong with my phone while I'm out and about somewhere. That would be the worst thing to happen. Well, that fear uh, has basically been taken away from me because I don't go anywhere. 
So right. between the iOS 14 early betas uh, being relatively stable, you can still tell it's a beta. I've still had a couple of crashes. I can still I can tell it's a beta. It's not great. It still needs some work, but it's for a for a first beta, pretty stable. So I'm like, all right, I'm I'm fine with this, and I don't go anywhere anyway. I'm never. Uh, I'm never not around my computer if I need to plug my phone in and fix it. So uh, I, I, I install it day one. I'm enjoying it. It's a little wonky, but that's to be expected. I'm not going to complain about that. Last week, they pushed public beta 2. Second, you know, update to the public. I install it, of course. And then I read online that uh, for some reason, public beta 2... For whatever reason, they had to do this. They had to disable, system-wide, disable 3D Touch on this version of the release. Hmm. So I'm like, oh boy, that's interesting. And I and I can notice it and I can feel it. And I got to tell you, it's kind of starting to drive me crazy. I mean, it's really? like, it, I did not realize how much I liked it until it's just been ripped out from underneath me, just been taken wow. away from me without my consent. Wow. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it, I mean... I guess I should have researched it first, but like, what am I going to do? Well, you install the latest update. You consented by updating. <laughs> well, exactly. That's well, exactly. So it, just, but I, I just wasn't aware of it, and and it wouldn't have changed. I would, I just would have known that going in. I would have still updated because I, I, I'm, you want to install the latest version, especially of beta software. But like, it, it was, it is surprising to me how often now in the last few days I find myself trying to force touch or force press 3D whatever. They've gone through 19 different marketing names for it, but I keep trying to do it, and it won't do it. And it's the slight – I have to wait like half a second or a second to get the little menu to pop up or for the notification to expand and come down. And it like – it it totally feels like it's disrupting my flow. I feel like I have this – I have a flow. I have a system. I, I boom, slap that boom. Bam, I open this up. Bam. I got – it's like – and I'm quick with it, you know, and and, it, and it's like having to wait uh, well, I recognized, oh, this is a long press. You're long pressing. Okay, now I see. Now let me open up. It's like I'm, I'm going crazy here. This is the most first world problem I've ever said out loud. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it really does. St- it's, like, it's like you've mastered a bunch of keyboard shortcuts and then they just don't work anymore. Someone took the, Someone disabled all the shortcuts. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a good comparison. Yeah, so um, – yeah, anyway, so that – what I mean, like I said, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to get a new phone this year anyway, so I'll, I'll have to get used to it no matter what. Uh, but it's just, I don't know. It was like one of those things that I know no one used it, but I used it, and I liked it. Uninstalling and keeping your phone is not an option? <laughs> uh, it, would be, it would be too much of a hassle. And, and, uh, what I, and what I, from what I read, there, it's only for this particular version of this beta release. So I'm assuming hmm. in 14 beta 3, it'll come back, and then okay. I can use it for another few months until I, you know, until I get my phone, until I get my new. Well, phone. that'll almost be worse. They're giving it. Back. <laughs> they started <laughs> to get used to it, and now they're giving it back to you, and then they're taking it away again. That's cruel. Well, the second time it gets taken away, it's because I'm buying a new phone. So it's sort of like I I know what I'm, I know what I'm in for that time. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so that's. All of my stuff. Let's go back to Orlando Bloom. Um, Orlando Bloom, you watched. Do you want to set this up? You want me? Um, I'll set it up. Uh, so, okay, please do. So, 
over the weekend, both of us watched um, some like famous famous uh, movie trilogies, <laughs> and what? Well, let's go ahead and start with the like more prolific, more well known trilogy that one of us watched. So, why don't you tell me about High School Musical? <laughs> um, God, I have I it's it's shocking how many thoughts I have on this on this trilogy. I mean, how could there be so many thoughts? Uh, it could because it was okay. Here's how I'm going to sum up the High School Musical trilogy. Okay, you you don't listen to that podcast, The Flop House, right? No. Okay, no, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bad movie podcast. It's fun. It's funny. Um, I don't listen to it all the time, but once in a while, I'll, I'll put on an episode of The Flop House. But what they do at the end of every episode is they do final judgments, and they and they the way they do it is like is they say, okay, is this is this a good bad movie? Is this a bad bad movie? Or is this a good movie that? Or, or I'm sorry, is this a bad movie that you kind of like? You know, okay. so that those are the three. And the more I think about it, those three categories are exactly how I would describe the High School Musical trilogy. Hmm. The, they're they're all bad, okay. But the first one is like a good bad movie. It really it really reminded me of Suicide Squad, in wow. the sense that I, as I'm watching it, I am in awe, in awe, because I felt like I had I just. It's that same feeling of I had no idea you could fuck up this much of the movie. I mean, High School Musical, I mean, it, it's like the story is awful, the characters are awful, the dialogue is awful, and the performances are awful. Mm. Everything about it is a catastrophe. Like, it, it's, I mean, there is... There's barely anything redeeming about it. It's it's really kind of amazing. And it's like it's the worst acting you've ever seen in your life. The dialogue is incredibly cringy and laughable. I mean it's 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 horrible. I mean, but it's like it's so bad that you kinda have fun watching it because you can't believe what's happening. Why did you watch this? Oh, you, this is okay. this is for ten year olds. <laughs> You're getting you're like criticizing this movie like a professional. This is a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> okay, you bring up a good point. I'll back up. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole of you know that you know that guy who does the accent critique on YouTube? Yeah. Eric Singer from I think it's the Wired YouTube channel. So I noticed on YouTube that you know they recommend his videos to me because I I watch all of them like eight times because I think they're so interesting and um uh, so I was I was I was watching a couple of them a few had come out in the last few weeks or a couple of months that I had missed so I was watching those and then of course it recommends more of that similar ca- category and so then one came up that was like um uh. Uh, uh, acting coach reviews death scenes in movies, hmm, and it, and that it ha- cool. and it had a picture of Tony Stark in the thumbnail, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to check that out." And so they had uh, they had a few different death scenes in that one that was interesting, um, and and w- one of the one of the things he was saying is is uh, oh, oh oh he did he, the one that was interesting. What was funny was um, Padme's death in Episode Three. Oh God! And 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 he and he and he was the guy was like, okay, they're giving her dialogue while she's dying, not 
always a good thing and can be tough. It's not the actress's fault, but that's yeah. that's yeah. So she's dying of sadness. That's tough to do. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. So anyway, so th- we're watching the death, and and the guy goes, "Yeah, see, this death falls into the cliched category of." The actor is, you know, struggling to breathe or whatever, or, you know, or they're just, they're there. And then, and then the cliche is they close their eyes and tilt their head to the side. And that's how, you know, they died. Kind of a simple, obvious way for, to, to perform a character death. Right. So then they get to Tony Stark and he was, and he was like, yeah, so this is pretty good. Uh, but it does kind of fall into the same category of he closed his eyes, he tilts his head and that's how, you know, he's dead. Right. Which I don't think he actually closes his eyes in the movie, or or you don't really see it. But he does do a little bit of the head, you know, fall to the side thing. It, and I, and I was like, all right, that's a it's a fair criticism. I I I like that death, but okay, whatever. And then I'm wa- so I'm watching that. Then there's another one that comes up that like recommended on YouTube, which is um, uh, acting coach reviews love at first sight scenes in movies, hmm. and in the thumbnail, cool. uh, yeah. And in the thumbnail is Twilight. So oh, I'm God. like, well, that's the greatest love at first sight moment in any movie ever, obviously. Yeah, I, I remember ha- that one. <laughs> I have to see this. So this is what this is with a woman and she and she's saying and she's saying, now this is I don't understand this one. I, I don't understand like he's he, she she's having no reaction. The only reason you get the sense that maybe there's something here is because the wind is blowing and the music is playing, but she's not having any sort of response. And he's like holding his nose. It's very weird. And she's like, I don't see how this turns into a love thing. I don't see how this becomes a romance. This, Which, obviously, it's Twilight. Why would it be good? And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. I like seeing criticisms of, of bad movies. That's fun. And then they get to, after that one, she does High School Musical. And so it's so it's the scene when uh, Zephron meets Hudgens, and it's like they're singing together for the first time, and uh, and she and Zephron looks cool, but Hudgens is like they they've obviously she this is what the woman is saying she's like oh they obviously told her to look uncomfortable but she just looks like she's in pain. <laughs> And, That's and not I, good. And not I was like, yeah, want. yeah. I was like, yeah. She does look like that. This is not. This is not working. And so, then later on in that same evening, I was talking with my roomies about um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's a conversation with me, and that's what happens. Um, it's. I love the MCU. I love the. It's so good. And and it's you know what it is. It's sort of like how any argument on the internet, if it goes on long enough, eventually someone brings up Nazis. Kind of right. the same thing with me and the MCU. You talk to me long enough, eventually the MCU gets brought up. Yeah, just has to. It it, it just it's just it just happens. Um, so then then I so we're talking about the MCU, and I'm and I'm like, boy, don't because now now I got Zephron on the brain, and I'm like, boy, wouldn't wouldn't he be a great Adam Warlock? He's he's my that's what I think. Who should play Adam Warlock? Zach Efron. Okay, they teased him at the end of Guardians two. I was hoping he'd be in Infinity War. They didn't do it. I'm hoping he's in Guardians 3. Okay? I think Zac Efron, especially after he did Ted Bundy, I think he could do Adam Warlock. Okay? So that gets brought up. And, and, and then my roommate goes, 
What? No, no. Then, then we're talking. Then I'm, we're talking about because she goes. She goes. Yeah, he's very attractive. And I go. Yeah, he is. He gets more attractive as he gets older. I was watching clips of him in High School Musical today, and he didn't look as good as he does now. And she goes, "Why were you watching clips of High School Musical?" And I had to explain everything that I just explained to you all over again. And then, and then she goes, "I want to see that video." So then we watch the video of the acting coach critiquing it. And then she goes. Now I'm in the mood to watch High School Musical. Can we watch High School Musical? And then I said no, and then she goes, give me the remote. And I said, are you going to put on High School Musical? And then she said no, and then I gave her the remote, and she put on High School Musical. So I'm so sorry. That's how I ended up watching it. And, and, and also I was a little bit, just a tiny bit curious because I, I have this vague recollection of an interview with Bo Burnham where he said he thought the end of High School Musical 3 was – great or like hmm. really good or like mind-blowing like he like he, pra- he praised specifically the ending of high school musical three colon senior year right right so i've had this in the back of my mind for a while of like is there something to at the very le- you see what i mean yeah what am i missing right is there something there so when she put it on i was like I guess we're doing this now. So, and so th- anyway, we had a fucking blast. That that's that's a that's a fun. It's a fun movie. It's fun. Okay, that's why I say it's like it's a good bad movie because it's fun to just ridicule that every single part of it is a disaster. And like, and and, and here's the funny: it's not even Zephron singing the whole movie. They have a they have a different guy singing for like half of his songs. Hmm. I didn't. And know even that. even the songs that he does sing on. They like blend his voice with this other guy's. It's weird. That's really bad. And so then, and and we knew that I because I was looking up the movie. Like when we started, I had the Wikipedia page open. And I'm reading that, and then it became a game of like let's try to guess when it's actually Zac Efron and when it's the other guy. And of course, once you know that, you can hear the difference like night and day. It like becomes obvious like when it's him and when it's not. So then it became like a game that we were playing throughout throughout the movie. Um. So, you know, tip that's a pro tip if you ever watched High School Musical, the first one, the first one only, play that game with yourself. Cuz in the other two it's a, it's actually him singing. So uh, then okay. Yeah, so then we wa- so then the next night we go, well we got to we got to finish the trilogy. So, no you don't. We put yes we do. So, cuz I'm I got to know what's at the end of High School Musical 3. Now it's in my head. <sighs> right? So <laughs> How long are these? The first one's like 90 minutes, and then the the second one is like an hour 45, and the last one's two hours. Oh, my God. And we're watching the extended so versions because that's what's on Disney+. Plus. So There's extended versions. <laughs> what is going on? So, <laughs> so, so last night we watched, we watched High School Musical 2, and it's an improvement in – the dialogue is not quite as incredibly awful, but it's still pretty bad. The acting is a little bit better. The chemistry between our two leads, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, chemistry is very good because they're a couple now. Like, and they've been a couple for a little while since the filming of the first movie, basically. So they have really good chemistry. But basically everything else is, is still a pretty much a disaster. And also, they don't know what the conflict is. They don't have a story. 
they don't find the story until like halfway through the movie. So instead, so where the first movie was like a disaster, but it was fun. The second one is like a disaster and it's not even fun this time. It's because mm. nothing's happening. It's boring. There's no conflict. Shame. It's not good. It's it's a so the first one is a good bad movie. The second one is a bad bad movie, and then the third one is the best one of the three. It's still a bad movie, but I kind of liked it because in the in the third movie, um, the, everything has gotten better. Like the acting is better. The dialogue is not quite as awful. Um. And and there's there's still all these weird problems where like things don't get explained properly. Like, there's lots of problems, in it. but they like they totally lean into the fact that like it's a movie musical. Like we can do crazy over the top set pieces that don't actually make any sense, but it's fun. Like whereas the other two, it's like the music, the musical scenes. The, uh, they have to happen in the same location where the characters are. How could they happen anywhere else? And in the third movie, they're like, no, we're going to throw that out and we're going to do like crazy over the It really reminded me of like Greased Lightning when like, you know, they the song starts at like they were in the garage working on the car and then they're all of a sudden they're in like a white room with like a totally different car and like it's, it's, it's a, they're, the, the scene is showing like their fantasy. Right, right. It's right. not real. And in High School Musical 3, they finally start to do that. We're like, we can show things that aren't real. It's just fantasy. It's just part of the song. It's just a set piece. And I'm like, see, this is actually – now they're going big. And by the way, the budgets are getting bigger. Not Still not – High School Musical 3, the budget's $11 million. So there's still oh, – wow. It's Yeah. So the first That's movie – That's crazy. I, I know it's it's not and, and and it made like two hundred sixty million dollars at the box office that weekend. By the way. Like, oh it, like that crazy. weekend? No, it didn't. No, I think I think I think total. That was that was the total. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's total. Not that, not, but it was number one at the box office that weekend. I, I checked. Um, but yeah, so the the the, to- the budget for the third movie is eleven million dollars. The, the first movie, the budget, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was like five bucks. Like, I mean, it was like crazy how cheap these movies were to me. Mm-hmm. But but the budgets are getting bigger. They're doing bigger set pieces. It's more fun. They're like kind of leaning into the fact that like it doesn't have to be exactly like a musical. It is a movie. Like we can do crazy, crazy stage set pieces that don't make any sense, but it's fun. It's a movie. So they're leaning into it. And then and then they start to – and then it, towards the end – as it gets closer to the end, it starts getting more and more like meta and weird, and they're they kind of almost start to blur the line between reality and fantasy. Like like there's this scene where like he asks her to prom, but she's in a different state, so he goes to the state where she like where and visits her, and they do like a little dance in like at like some like in a totally different location but then in the middle of the dancing it somehow like transitions to like the prom that's actually happening at the school and they're trading off with different people who are at the prom and like and and so they're dancing with different people not just each other cuz now now they're in the now they're in the school now they're at prom and then they switch back to just dancing with each other and then and then it, it changes back to oh but actually they've just been at this other location this whole time they never went to the school and it's like it's like this 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 blurring of fantasy and reality. I thought was very interesting. And then at the end, the musical that they're doing in the third one, the whole musical is 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 the idea of we're making a musical about our senior year of high school, and also the movie is about their senior year of high school. So it's like it gets really like meta and weird. And like the end, like the musical that they're performing in the movie has like a graduation ceremony 
that sort of is the real one, but it's not the real one, but it's part of the musical, but they play it like it's sort of real. It's very odd, and I, I wish they went even like more trippy and wacky with it because it would have been cool. But it, like I, there wasn't – I was actually surprised that like the last 10 to 15 minutes of the movie – I'm like, oh, they're actually doing something here. Like, it, they're it's somehow the last 15 minutes of a fucking three movie series. They're actually doing something decent here. Hmm. I was actually they impressed. Figured it out. They finally figured it out. And and then and then and then it that what what um, High School Musical three does that Avengers Endgame also does is it does what every franchise does when eventually when it goes on long enough every franchise does this same thing which is eventually it becomes about itself and so the end of high school musical three i'm I'm sorry i'm spoiling it for you i know i know you're trying to watch it i know come on but but the end is like they the at the end they like reprise like the we're all in this together like closing song from the first movie and then they do a song called high school musical about doing musicals in high school but it's also about the movies and it just it totally gets really like it's like you don't know what you're watching anymore and i thought it it, like again it could have been done they could have gone all in i wish they had gone all in where to the point where it was genuinely completely confusing of what was real and what wasn't because i think that would have been really cool but they but they don't because they're probably scared that they're going to confuse the 10 year olds who are watching but it was it was actually kind of interesting to see the high school musical franchise do do that and so and so the third movie is like it's it's still not good it has all the same problems as as the other movies where storylines don't make sense characters make decisions that are incomprehensible and illogical it like like things aren't explained very well half the time like it still has a lot of the problems story-wise and character-wise but it it was it was but the the musical set pieces were bigger and better and more interesting and finally done well and the ending was very interesting because it it got very meta and I liked that so I'm I'm so sorry I took up so much time but th- this is what's been going on in my head for the last like two days I can't stop thinking about how awful and weird these movies are I <laughs> can't believe how many thoughts you have on on this trilogy it's unbelievable. I I would never think about these movies again the second they were over. <laughs> At least I think. I don't know, maybe I'm missing out on something. I I I have not been able to stop thinking about it. It is it is cuz cuz again, it's like Suicide Squad. At least the first one. It's like Suicide Squad and it's like I can't I didn't know that this many things could all go wrong in one movie. It was right. mostly the first movie that really stuck with me and then like and then the ending of the third movie where it was like they started to do something interesting and then they like backed off of it that was still that was still left me with a feeling of disappointment but the fact that they were even willing to go even a little bit dabble in something that was actually kind of uh cinematically interesting was was just surprising uh and that they were smart enough to make high school musical the movie about the franchise and do this do that weird meta thing where they're like you know, I, I i was i was just a little i was a little um surprised by that and so but that kind of stuck with me now i now i kind of see what bo burnham was talking about they're still bad hmm. movies well now you got to watch high school musical the musical the series i i i don't know that i do uh i i've watched two episodes 
Uh, I watched two episodes back when they first when the when the show first came out. It was it was one of the it was one of the shows I was most interested in watching on Disney Plus when it first came out because I was very interested in the premise of the show. And I thought this is an interesting premise, and if they can do this well, it might actually be good. And of course, sticking with the theme of High School Musical, it's not good. Um, so it fits in with the rest of the it. It, it fits in with its namesake. Um, that being said, the show is better than any of the movies. It's just not. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. I think the show is better than any of the movies, but that speaks to how bad the movies are, because the show is still not good. Like, not it's it, got it, to be less fun than the movies. Um, <laughs> it's tough to when when I, when fun is somewhat derived from laughing at it. It's hard to compare like that kind of fun to actual fun. Um, right, of course. But um, yeah. So 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 yeah. I bailed on the series after uh, on High School Musical, the musical, the series after two episodes because I was like, it's not great. Like it's fine. It, that's why I'm saying like it's probably better than any of the movies because like it's it's actually somewhat decent. Uh, at least the plots are explained to the audience clearly, and the characters do things that sort of make sense most of the time. Um, so in that sense, like it succeeds, uh, but it's um, but that's kind of a low bar, I think, for a TV show for any story. Right. Uh, so I, I I bailed on that after after two episodes. And also, the show doesn't even take place in the same universe as the movies. So, <laughs> whatever. Hold on, what is it? The HSMCU. <laughs> the 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 yeah yeah the HSMCU. Uh, so I gotta write canon. down. Got it. I, I gotta write down these titles. Well, do you know the premise of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's yes. just it's, it's, it's it did seem pretty interesting. It's an interesting idea. I just ta- didn't care. I, I I was no, I was not expecting greatness, but I thought that it's an interesting enough premise. I'm willing to give it a chance, and I gave it a chance, and it was and it was not great. But if yeah, I, anyone, I let other people give it a chance, and they you, all told me it wasn't good. So oh, you had multiple people, you know, watch it. Yeah, just a few, I think. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. So anyone who's curious, the premise of the show is it's a documentary, uh, mockumentary, really. Um, sort of mockumentary about the kids who go to the high school where they filmed the high school musical movies and their school is putting on a, a production of high school musical the musical so it's like it's a sort of a mockumentary about teenagers in high school so but, but like the, see what i mean how it doesn't take place in the same universe as the movies because it's not like yeah, the kids yeah. in this in the school are saying oh wow that that guy troy who went to our high school no they're like they're like oh boy i gotcha. love zach efron in those movies you know what i mean okay I so see. Hmm. so that's why i'm saying it doesn't take place in the hsmcu um, right <laughs> so yeah so i i don't think i'm gonna stick with i'm, I'm not gonna stick with the show um but i i i just I don't know, but going back to the discussion of how do you decide what to watch, it was kind mm-hmm. of nice to just say, I guess we're doing this now. I don't have to ask, what am I watching tonight? I know I'm watching High School Musical too. I watched the first one last night. I'm watching the second one tonight. I don't have to ask, what am I going to watch? We don't have to sit there and scroll through things and decide. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm watching. It's not going to be good. I'm not going to have a good time, but at least I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I I guess that has its benefits. <laughs> I I would prefer to watch good movies that I think I'll like, but well, I mean, whatever. As long as it's ha- helping you. Well, this gets into another discussion, which I think 
I think we have on our list of like how do we how do we rate movies in general. But there is part of me that wants to just get a sense of more of of and watch more bad to mediocre movies to figure out what do I like in a movie, what do I not like in a movie, how do I give this a rating, how do like um, what's my scale, what's my system, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I feel like if I can if I really watch a wide variety of quality movies, I can figure out my exact system for how I give things a rating. Maybe that, maybe we should. Do you think we should do that tonight instead of the other topic we had landed on? What was the other topic? Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? Why don't you do? You want to? You want to pivot? I th- no. I mean, not this second, but I think th- uh, that makes more sense after these initial topics to go into that rather than what I we think, have planned. I think you're right. Okay, so all right, let's 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 come back. Let's come back to that in a few minutes. So that's my review. That's my um. That's my seventy-five minute review of the High School Musical movies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. You had no idea that was going to be that much, did you? No, I I can't imagine me asking that question would lead to more than two or three minutes of conversation. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts and I had to get them out. Um, I'm but, glad. But, okay, so he, here's what I'm interested in is you mentioned we each watched a trilogy. Yep. Uh, over the last few days. I watched High School Musical and you watched... The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So what brought this on? What made you decide to watch this? And what'd you think? So I, I have a friend who's a huge Lord of the Rings fan, grew up on them like a lot of people do. And I'd never seen them before. Never really didn't really know much about it at all besides like a few character names and a few famous lines from the movies, but uh had never seen them before. And figured I would like them. I like other fantasy stuff, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, stuff in that genre. So I figured I would like it. And he owns the Blu-ray extended editions. And he's home for the summer and said, why don't we, one week in this summer, how about we get together and we watch the Lord of the Rings movies? We'll we'll just do it over the course of a weekend, three days. That'll be like the only thing we do. And so... Got in town Friday night. We watched we watched uh, the first one, and pretty much went straight through to the end of the weekend with uh, Return of the King, and uh, I liked them a lot. Uh, they were they were a lot of fun, um, and it's it it was an exhausting effort. It really was, <laughs> <laughs> but I I think that's that's sort of what you sign up for uh, when you watch the Lord of the Rings because it's it really isn't like many other trilogies where. You can, it's it's okay to like watch them a while apart. Like they connect a little bit, but there's nothing super over. I'm thinking of like the Captain America trilogy. You know, there's like you don't need to watch those back to back to back. These are all the same story that are only broken up into three movies. Or they're only broken up into three books because Tolkien's publisher told him he had to break <laughs> them up into three books. Right. So it is one story, and I we had to do it over one weekend, which I'm I'm glad we did. Yeah. But, so, yeah. um, and and the only reason they're three movies is because they're like you can't make a nine hour movie, dude. <laughs> right. right. I, I think I think actually the the initial um uh Jackson's Peter Jackson's initial pitch when he was shopping this around trying to get this made is he he had he was ready to do two movies. He was going to do it in two parts. And he pitched it to 
one company, uh, I don't remember the company that ended up doing it. I believe the story is he pitched it to them, and, and he's like, so here's my idea for the for Lord of the Rings. It'll be two movies. It'll be like a two-parter. Here's how it'll work. Here's the idea. And they asked him, uh, why is this not three movies? And he was like, and his answer was basically like, because I literally didn't think you'd allow me to do that. <laughs> wow. And they're like. What a different world it was in the early 2000s. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that was that was also the time when, you know, uh, everything's gonna be made into a movie now everything everything any popular book or something it's it's like oh we got to make it a series you know but then back then it was like you got to make it a movie the movie's where it's at so i think i think that was the initial um reason that it ended up being three movies like which is what he really wanted to do anyway um Uh so so uh what i guess i guess i just i just I wanted to kind of pick your brain about this because I think the third movie, I think Return of the King is so clearly the best one. And you don't think you don't you disagree. I I think it's the second best one. Um so oh like they each each extended edition is about 4 hours long and at some points I didn't feel like the length was justified and most particularly in in the third one there was like the first hour hour and a half i was bored by a few things there were a few plot lines and characters that were like being focused on like boromir's father was like a huge part of the first half of that movie and i was just not really interested um but by the time by the time the movie picked up and got really good i liked it a lot when when they're in um what's the place called uh Mordor. Uh when when they're when everything's going on in Mordor Mordor and there's like the huge fight sequences and they're finally getting the ring to the volcano. Like th- that stuff I enjoyed a heck of a lot. And probably that was probably my favorite part or favorite scenes out of the whole trilogy. But as a whole, I think I liked fellowship across the board a little bit more. It was it was more consistently entertaining throughout. Hmm. And I it's it's obvious to me to put the I think the first and third ones are both clearly the best just because yes. I, I I really enjoy I, I like the Avengers Assemble sort of sequence in the first one. Like I I just love how I, I like seeing how a team gets together. How do all of these people get involved and connected to each other? Yes. And how do they start their story? And I I really enjoyed that part and when they finally say and this is the Fellowship of the Ring, they say the title. That, that I really enjoyed that part. I was like, all right, we're on our journey. This is who it is. Let's go. Um, and then, of course, endings are great. And they, the ending of this trilogy is a great one. And they nailed it, knocked it out of the park. So yes, that's what puts those two above, above the middle one. Not that the middle one's bad, but it doesn't have the, doesn't have the oomph that those two do. Yes. I, I have a friend of mine who has been trying to get through the, the trilogy for years, and she's like, I, I, I always fall asleep in the second movie. <laughs> I can't I, – I fall asleep or I just get disinterested. I lose interest in the second one. It's a, right. lot, of, it's a lot of walking is what I remember. Um, yeah. Well, and that, well, you get to Helm's Deep eventually, which, which is all the action that you're hoping for. Oh, is that, oh, that is the second movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I've only seen these once uh, – like a year and a half ago because they they are so long that it feels like it's got to be a project to watch it you know right right um but yeah i i i was so i was so blown away by the ending of the third movie i mean it's like that to me is it just like it pushed me over the edge and and 
did you did you let me ask you this? Did you experience because Frodo's the, like the main character, right? He's like the protagonist. He's the you know he's the keeper of the ring. He's got to take it and destroy it, right? Yeah. Uh, did you ever have this experience where you're watching it and and they're they're cutting you know like Frodo's doing some stuff, and they cut to some other characters doing some stuff, and then they cut back to Frodo. This is what happened to me: is they would do, show some other characters doing stuff for a while, and then they cut back to Frodo. And I would go, oh my god, I forgot about Frodo. <laughs> right, right. Because it's like there's, <laughs> there's so much going on. Yeah, there, there's a lot of points where it doesn't feel like he's the main character of the story. Right. And and he didn't end up being my favorite character. I, I, I liked him, but there were there were a few characters I liked more, I think. Well, ma- I mean, ma- Sam, Maybe because of that. Yeah, Sam obviously is like uh, S to your character. Yeah, he was my favorite. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, there's there's people who argue that he's... He's the real hero of of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, boy, I I was did is this maybe this is too personal a question? Did you did you cry during the movies? I didn't cry. I uh, no, I was bawling like a baby. I I don't know I don't know why the ending of the third movie just got to, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Get the fuck out of here! I I was I was Niagara Falls. It's like this is so good and so well executed. I just I was in, I was in love with it. like I like and the whole ending sequence and and for Frodo and the whole thing. I loved. I just I loved. I it totally got me everything about it. And um, I watched it with with the two the, the two people who became my roommates. And and they were they were like, wow, this was the first time I'd ever actually sat through all of the extended editions like all like actually watched all of them and oh, wow. uh and uh, even though he's a huge lord of the rings fan he was like i just never actually sat down and watched especially the last one all the way through because it is so long and and he and he was like this is and he was like and, and by the end of it he was like i changed my mind about which one's my favorite i gotta go with the third one's my favorite because because you're mm. right they do end you know, and and it and the other thing is like like you said, each of these movies is fifteen hours long. Okay, so I I have absolutely no idea which parts of which movie are in are, are where. I don't I don't know what's in what movie. There's a oh, scene yeah. where someone is eating and there's singing, and as the guy's eating, like they're shooting some like and they and they die and there's blood with the food in the mouth and the singing. And it's so weird and cool, and I love it. And I have no idea what movie it's in. <laughs> right, right. I, I just watched it this weekend. I don't think I could tell you. It, it, it really does all blur together a little bit. Right, which I guess in is a good sort way. of – Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it sort of makes sense because it is all one big story. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I guess sometimes I think, I think uh, I'm more of a sap or more of a sucker than you are because I, I really get sucked in and uh, and it just you know i uh i would i was just in love i was just in love with a lot of, with these movies i thought i thought they were all great i thought the third one in particular was was just fantastic and so yeah, when i saw I, I, when i, I saw your up a little bit when i saw your ratings on i'm like this is this is profoundly offensive to me <laughs> <laughs> i wish i cried i wish i did I, 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 yeah some it takes a lot for me to cry during movies, I think, but it does happen every now and then. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's easy. It's easy for me for some reason. I I never cry right. about anything that happens in my personal life, but in a movie, <laughs> you got my guard is down. <laughs> right, right, exactly. 
yeah yeah i I had, a, I had a ton of fun watching these though um i yeah i think my favorite character was definitely sam um he's just I, I just love how kind and respectful he is yes and he's he's like ex- exactly what you want in a friend in life he's so great yeah. and o- <laughs> always there for you oh, just absolutely loved him uh and then but my my favorite character just in terms of like most fun to watch and like does the coolest shit was ob- obviously Legolas. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm just a sucker for whichever character has a bow and arrow, <laughs> whether it's Link or Hawkeye or Legolas. Like, I just love the bow and arrow archer character. And he did so many cool things in this movie that he, he was like my favorite person to watch do cool things. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought you, I thought you were going to say uh, Aragorn. I mean, um, I mean, he was great too. Of course, he was awesome. But something about the bow and arrow just really does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he when he when he takes down the elephant, when he when he shield surfs, like I felt like I was playing <laughs> Zelda again. It was awesome. Well, you certainly have a type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You have a type. Um, I, I, I I said to my friend when we were watching him together. I was like, <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight, Link or Legolas? And he's such a Lord of the Rings fan. He's like, I don't even understand the question. Of course it's Legolas. I was like, I don't know. Link's pretty good. He's like the chosen one. He's like, no, no, ridiculous. No, of course. Legolas would kick his ass. He got so, so upset. It was great. No, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's fun. No, they're, no, they're, they're really good. Um, I, I, I might have to watch them again. Uh, the, uh, Jason Snell, who I mentioned earlier, um, uh, on this podcast, he does this thing that he calls Hobbit Hanukkah, where he watches one half of each movie every day for six days. And I, and I've, and, he- I've heard of this yeah. and probably cause I mentioned it to you. Um, but I, th- I, I thought, well that, you know, for, for a second watch through of this move of these movies, that might be a fun way to go. Cause then it's like, you don't, you don't. It's not the daunting task of oh my god I have to sit there with three and a half hour movie tonight you know what I mean like yeah I mean we we did take breaks it, it was it was three of us and we would we would watch a disc and see like all right do we want to go straight into the next one or do we want to get lunch or dinner or something like what's what what's the plan next because if 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 we want we can stick it out for two more hours but it might be nice to have a break right because the movies are so long that even on a Blu-ray you have to flip the disc right yeah yeah. Yeah, so you and you, you kind of get a little intermission. Yeah, and at least in the the first and the third, like, I mean, you're not meant to stop. Obviously, it's they're each one movie, but the first and the third ones, like, the stop, the middle point of the Blu-ray, but where you have to flip discs is like not a bad stopping point. Yeah, not that's, a bad time for a break. Yeah, that that's that's what I remember. See, when I when I watched it, it was a digital download, so it was like. I could tell where the break was because, like, the screen just went black for, like, a little bit longer than you would normally do that. Mm, so I right. could tell where the break was. But other than that, we didn't stop. And that, that, was, that was my rule when I, when, I said, when I said, you guys are huge Lord of the Rings fans. Come over. I'm going to watch these movie, movies for the first time. We're going to watch the extended editions. And you know how I am with movies. I do not stop. There will be no right. talking. There will be no pausing. I'm not going to the bathroom. If you gotta go to the bathroom, you go. I'm not stopping. I am. I am gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch this whole damn movie all the way through. No right? breaks. No. I respect it. So that's that's how 
That's how I did it. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. But if I, if I, when I do watch these movies again, I will probably not take the same approach. I will probably do something different. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think they're the only, some of the only movies you can bend the rules a little bit there. They're, they're four hours long. Yeah, it's people okay to will treat forgive you. To a yes. Break. Yeah. Yes. If you're taking a break during High School Musical, which is 90 minutes, you know what? I know what with that one, I get it too, because it's such a mess. <laughs> right i course. get you want to take a break stumbling out of the, out of the oh, hold on i get i get a pause there's 20 minutes um so okay so hold on let me go to activity and i let me see i i'm just i'm just looking at your rating because i think lord of the rings ranked okay here's your list and you gave the, the fellowship the shell felt out of that the fellowship of the ring four stars and then you gave Return of the King and Two Towers each three three and a half. See, to me, this seems harsh. I it does, but but I again, maybe it it's just one harsh. of the things of maybe the movies just grabbed me more than you. Maybe it's just subjective. I I honestly think like I it does seem really harsh, but like I think there's there's a version of each of these movies that is a much higher score. If like. Maybe in each one, 30 or 40 minutes of stuff are cut out that I'm less interested in. Like the stuff yeah, that I maybe. did, the stuff that I did like, I liked a heck of a lot. Like all, all the main characters that I was invested in, I was really invested in their stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just it, four hours just wasn't justified 100% of the time for me. Yeah, maybe, maybe you would like the theatrical cuts more. Maybe you should rewatch yeah. the theatrical. That I, th- I, was, I was thinking if I do go back to these, that might be... That might be what I do. I think I might enjoy those more. Yeah, that would be an interesting uh, experiment. Um, I, I, again, I'm having a hard time speaking about my personal feelings. Because again, it's been a, a, so long. It's been a while since I've watched them, and then they all blur together. So right. I can't. I can't say like, oh, I remember this. I like that. Um, yeah. So that okay. So that's yeah. I would. I would be interested in here. In you know, maybe in a few, and maybe in a couple of years, you revisit, but you revisit yeah, with and, the theatrical and- cut. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how how often you can watch these movies. I I think there's some people who do it on like a a yearly basis around the holidays, which is yeah. really cool. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, I think sure. I will go back to them definitely. Though they're they're worth. A, I imagine I, they seem better on a rewatch as well, just because there's so many characters. They're so like, dense. It it is it is sort of like Game of Thrones in that respect, where there's like right. they're making references to so many places or people mm-hmm. before you meet those people or visit those places. So on the rewatch, things would make a lot more sense. And I think I'd enjoy it more. Um, speaking but of, I still enjoyed it now. Yeah. Speaking of Thrones, uh, what's his name? Ned Stark. What'd you think of his, his last scene? That's pretty good. Oh, it was great. That was, was great. really good. Um, yeah. I, I unfortunately knew that he died going into the movie. Um, well, we all kind of did. It's Sean Bean. I mean, he yeah, dies. He yeah. dies in everything except National Treasure, I think is the rule. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I, just I was like fist pumping when he came onto the screen just just because I knew uh, I was going to love his character. And I really did. And yeah. and the arc they take him on and how and how he his character changes. I mean, it's 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 done so well. Right. It's so good. And he, he's, it's, even though he dies, it still feels like he has a presence in the other two movies, which is great. 
Yeah, that's true. And I and I I just I just I I just love when anyone gets like a heroic death. That's what I love. I'm right. I'm a I'm a sucker for a heroic death. Um but so okay, but let's let's move away from specific Lord of the Rings talk and let's let's get into this now. So this is this is what we've decided now is our main topic because we're we're going to we had another idea and they were like, "No, no, no, this doesn't fit thematically with what we're talking about today so we're right. let's let's do this let's get into how do we, how do we rate movies mm-hmm. so you and i both use letterboxd it's a five star scale half stars are allowed so the lowest you can go is half star max you can go is five stars and then everything in between so what is because because sometimes i feel like uh, you and I have similar tastes, but then we give different ratings to things, and I find that interesting. Right. And and part of me wonders if I think part of it is I'm too nice. I think part of it is I get too sucked into movies, and I get too emotional, and I cry too much, and um, <laughs> so I I end up giving ratings that are somewhat like sometimes a half star higher than you. Mm-hmm. Um. And I find that, it, but I, but I just find this interesting. But it, it's also possible that maybe we have a slightly different system for how we think about each of these star ratings. Do, right. Do you right. have any opening statements on on this topic in general? Should should we dive right in? Thoughts, Matt Iandoli. Uh, uh, I I guess that like I think these ratings are mostly just fun at the end of the day oh <laughs> <But> i agree <laughs> I, I i try and i don't take them too seriously or assign any meaning to any of these ratings like so, sometimes in a jokey way someone will ask me about a movie and i'll be like yeah that's four stars just to be <laughs> like just to be an asshole or be pretentious but there there's it, there's much more to my opinion of the movie besides just the individual star rating and there there's there's each star rating can be good or bad depending on the context. Like there's sometimes you give a movie three and a half stars and that's really good for that movie. Other times you give it three and a half stars and it's like, whoa, he gave the Godfather three and a half stars. What's going There's There's got to be a story here. Um, so well, I think I think you hit on something interesting, which is um, two movies can have the same star rating, but for very different reasons. Yes, I mean, I just experienced this a couple of days ago. I going back to high school to going back to HSM. Uh, I gave the first High School Musical one star, and I gave the second High School Musical, High School Musical two, also one star, but for very different reasons. Because the first one was a was more of a mess, but at least it was fun. The second one was somewhat better technically, but boring as hell. So it's right. the same star rating, but very different reasoning behind it. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. like you got to – sometimes it's – that's why sometimes the stars can be misleading. So you bring up a good point about uh, different movies kind of mean different things. And I want you to kind of elaborate on that. Why would The Godfather be three and a half? Well, I, I don't give The Godfather three and a half stars. Okay, okay I was going to say. Yeah, no, no, no. But like I'm trying to find a good example of something that – I gave a low rating. Uh, we can cut this out while I look. Okay, so are you on? Are you just going to your profile oh, and then you're okay. going to films? Here we go. Okay. Oh, right, you got some. Paras- Parasite. Okay. This is this is the highest rated movie on all of Letterboxd. Right. 
knowing that, of course, there is a huge recency bias on this website. So, I, yes, I, it's, that's true. It's not something that you'll see across the board. Parasite's the best movie ever. But I give this one three and a half stars for me. Okay. It was it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. It was very fun. But nothing really blew me away. Nothing that I'm still thinking about weeks or months later. It was good. I had fun. Not a ton more to say about it than that. The over this is a four point six out of five on the website. And I just I just don't relate. I don't feel that and and it's 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 one of those things like I give it that score and I feel like I hate it. And like I don't hate in it comparison. at all. Comparison. Right. 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 Because everyone everyone else loves it so much. And whenever people talk about it, they talk it up and praise it so highly. And I just it it's almost worse just sort of liking or thinking a movie's pretty good than just hating a movie. Because if, if you hate a movie, then you're angry about it, especially a movie that other people like a lot, like Interstellar. I I really hate that movie, and other people love it, and so I have a a really fun time making fun of that movie. Um, Parasite, it's like, I can't even do that. I liked it. It's it's pretty good. I had a lot of fun watching it, but I I don't know why you think it's this amazing. It may, may, I must be crazy or something, but... Yeah, th- those are those are two of the examples that come to mind. Yeah, and that and that's that's an that's an example of where I'm just a half star higher than you. I liked it more. Like I I thought it, I thought it was great. I didn't think it was like fantastic. And this this let me let me say this. Um, the, one of the things that has helped me figure out what's my system is. I try to figure out how would I describe how much I like this movie and then translate that into a star rating. And usually four stars for me is like that's a great movie. If I if yeah. I can if I can confidently say that's a great movie, then I'm like okay, I I I probably feel pretty good given this 4 out of 5. 4 out of 5 is that's a great movie. Uh 3 and a half is like it's it, it's maybe Maybe even really good, but I just I wouldn't totally feel comfortable saying it's great. But it's pretty good. Uh, def- definitely a good movie. Definitely above average. Uh, good movie. Solid movie. Enjoyed it. Not it's not great, but I I liked it. Usually is what that means. And then for me, four and a half is like, um, it, it's better than great. It's fantastic. It's not flawless. It's not perfect. Not that five means perfect either. Which maybe let's talk about that in a second. But four and a half for me is like this is a fantastic movie. Like I, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't love every single detail of it, um, but this is a fantastic movie. I mean, and even and then even debating four and a half and five is almost silly because it's like we're talking about the best movies that we've seen when we're talking when we're getting to that high of a level. Debating four and a half versus five, I think, is almost silly to have yeah. that debate with someone but yeah so yeah but but for me five stars does not necessarily mean perfect flawless zero percent wrong with it a hundred percent perfect like that's not necessarily what five stars means to me i don't know is that, is that how you think of five star so i think my i give very few things uh, a five star rating and sort of what i've decided to leave the five star stuff to are things that i get obsessed with and what i mean by that is like stuff like after i watch it 
I am then like reading Wikipedia articles. I'm going on like fan threads on Reddit and reading about it. I'm looking up fan theories and I just like, I can't stop thinking about this movie. And so it sort of plays into how much I, I rewatch it too. Like I'm looking at my five-star movies. Some of these I'll watch once or twice a year just because they, they just come up in my mind so often. And even, even though they, there might be a couple things here and there that I, that I don't think is completely perfect. Like it doesn't matter just because of how much a part of my life and my personality, the movies become, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I can talk about the shining for hours on end to people just because I've learned so much about it in the way it was filmed and have come up with and learned about tons of different fan theories that like, it's almost a personality trait at this point, how much I know about the movie. And so I think the difference between a five-star and a four-and-a-half-star movie is just, have I become completely obsessed with this movie yet? Am I thinking <laughs> about it constantly? Am I re-watching it on a very regular basis? I, the, a a five-star movie and a four-and-a-half-star movie are probably just as good. That, that is an interesting way to use the system. Uh, I don't want to use my system that way, but I do... I respect that. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm looking at your four, at your fives. Um, some of these I agree with. Toy Story 2, Goodwill Hunting, The Incredibles, The Room. Uh, obviously, these are fives. I am ag- I'm agreeing with you there. I, I don't like that you have It's a Wonderful Life as a five-star movie. Um, I'm very anti It's a Wonderful Life. Um, well, not because sense. it's not because it's bad, but because it's. I just think it's overhyped. I just and because you're an atheist. Well, <laughs> does that is that movie does that have God in it? Well, he's oh, a ghost. Yeah. He's a ghost. Oh, 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 God! That's a that's a good scene when he's like, Heavenly Father, I'm at I'm at the end of my rope. That's a and he's right. he's sitting at the bar, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's yeah. a good that's a good scene. But um. No, it's no, it's not. That's a ridiculous reason it isn't. You're, you're. I know. Idiot. I'm, I'm oversimplifying. Okay, but, but I just, I don't know. I, I think that's one of those movies that like my parents watched too much around Christmas as a kid, and now I'm like, it, it now, now I'm like annoyed at like how cliche the idea of it is of, of like, oh, the world would be worse without you. Isn't that nice to think about? I'm like, that's <laughs> stupid. Like, of course the world would be worse without me. Have you seen me? Have you met me? I'm amazing. Oh my goodness! I'm Holy I'm shit. I'm joking. I just have a weird thing about that movie where I don't. I'm a little bit annoyed of how. I guess it's it's so old and so er, beloved. Of course, it's become a cliche now. But I know that movie as a cliche. It you know it's sort of like it, it's sort of like when you see a movie for the first time, and you or it's it's like it's like watching The Godfather without having seen all the riffs and parodies of The Godfather. You think it's amazing. But then right. if you've seen only parodies and people riffing on it and then you watch it and you're like, oh, that, that's that's when they were making fun of that scene in Seinfeld or the, or Family Guy. Or what, you know what I mean? And then it's like you kind of almost can't decouple it from right. the way people talk about it. I have yeah. that, I think, with It's a Wonderful Life where I'm, where I'm like it, the idea and the message of it is like it's so obvious to me that like of course you shouldn't want to die or kill yourself or whatever the stupid story is. I've gotten myself for, into a hole. I feel like an asshole saying all this. For me, it's sort of the opposite of like 
we watched it like it was always on every Christmas Eve in my house. And we weren't always even like fully attention watching it, but it was always on. And my dad's always talking about like, oh, notice how he does this and how this comes back, uh, how this has a payoff later at the end of the movie. Just like the nostalgia for that and watching it every Christmas Eve gives it a special place in my heart. Well, first of all, that's that's very cute. Um, And second, it is so much fun to watch a movie with someone who loves a movie way more than you do. Mm-hmm. And they and they tell you and they can and they can point out all the things they love about it and explain. See what they're doing here. They're setting this up. And they're going to pay this off later. That can sometimes give you a greater appreciation of a movie, right? Um, right. Yeah. So you okay? Here's what's interesting. You have given sixteen movies five stars. Mm-hmm. I've given twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, almost twice as many. Yeah. So, I mean, some of these are like barely movies. Like Watchmen is not a movie. It's a TV series. Yeah, same with Bash Brothers and Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Right. Like, like, like I have My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade is Dead, which is just a movie that, of them. It's just a filmed concert. Is that a movie? Not really, but like— But it's on the website. But it's on the website, and I, and I watched it once, and I was like, well, I guess I got to give it a rating. And, and I kind of thought about what you said when, when you watched Bash Brothers for the first time where you just sat there and you're like— how could this be any better? <laughs> yeah, it can't be. And that's how I felt. That's like I like my chem. I like the Black Parade. So when I watched like the live video of them doing the concert, it's like, yeah, for me, how could this be any better? Right, right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty much everything I'm looking at. All my five star movies has like just, just become a like a part of my sense of humor or the way I think like bash brothers. I, I reference that all the time and make jokes about it four days in October. That's a Red Sox documentary. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Like Bo Burnham's special. What? Like that was, that was like a really incredible special for me to watch at a young age. It really just blew me away and has changed my sense of humor and the way I think about some things like some of these, they, they just latch onto you and become a part of, your personality and who you are at that point. Okay, that. All right, you know what? I gotta get the. I gotta get our our document open because maybe Bo Burnham should be a whole topic. Because I think I think we both have a huge uh, admiration of Bo Burnham. Yeah, yeah. And I let's think, do it. I think maybe that should be a that should be a topic for a future episode. I'm gonna write this down. Let's um, do it. Oh, you've add, you've added stuff to this. I didn't even notice. Okay, I'm I'm adding Bo Burnham. Um, yeah, cause I, cause you saying that about what, it just makes me want to ask you questions about your relationship to that comedy special. But I think again, right. that's a, that's a bigger topic. Um, yeah, and I'm looking, I'm looking at my five stars and it's like, these are just movies that I love and think are like fantastic and amazing. Like, like I think, I think there is something to what you're talking about where a movie that sticks with you and you keep coming back to it even just in thought that is a special kind of movie and everyone has everyone has those they're different for every person but everyone has those Mm -hmm. and your system is i'm only given five stars to those types of things right and my system is not that my system is just like if i think this deserves five stars i'm going to give it five stars I I I'm I can tell you right now I do not spend a ton of time thinking about Kill Bill, but 
when I watch Kill Bill, I'm like, this is this is extraordinary. Like, I I, right. I love it. Like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I don't know. I think maybe I should make a list. I like my system because I can very quickly sort by my five star ratings and see like, oh yeah, these are all things I've become obsessed with and have become just like a part of my personality now. It and that's. And they're pretty much all as good as the four and a half star movies, but they, I'm just, I'm just not as connected to them as these ones. So it's it makes it a lot easier to just sec- segregate and look at that way. Yeah, that's real. That's really good. I mean, you do have that list that's like movies that make me hmm, which yeah, is very yeah. funny. But it's that's fun sort list. of a different thing. Let me let me go look. Let me go look at your movies that make me thinking emoji. Yeah, yeah, that's a um, list. So some of these are five stars, but some of them aren't, but they still make you think emoji. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, don't, like, I, I can barely even describe what this list is, but just like these are all movies that make me like want to have long form discussions with friends or the people I'm watching with afterwards, like Spirited Away, mm-hmm. uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Contact, which I just watched and loved. Like, I, I just think there's a lot to unpack in these movies, and anything that makes me, hmm, think about a lot gets put in here. And it, no, not everything in here I'm completely in love with, I don't think. But they all make me think a little bit. Right. Um, they, they, all, they all itch a certain part of my brain. Or, scr- no, they scratch a certain part of my brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, you have Inception on here. Mm-hmm. Not five stars, because it's not like it's a fundamental part of your personality that has changed you in some way, or you spend a ton of time thinking about, but mm-hmm. you watch the movie, and it's like, you can have a pretty interesting discussion about what's going on there and what that means. Yeah, I, I want I want to know what everyone else thinks happens at the end of that movie. Does the top fall over or not? I, I, I think it, I think it does. Um, is his uh isn't isn't the the wedding ring is a real let's let's do an inception episode <laughs> okay we'll do that too <laughs> and is the what's the is like the is ellen page is she his wife like that's a crazy conspiracy that i've heard what yeah that's wild i've never heard yeah. that i've heard that theory that ellen page's character is like doing all of this in a dream on purpose to like make him wake up like he's the one who went crazy rather than his wife or whatever it's been a while since i've seen them well that now that's crazy i mean now you're dreaming exactly Uh, get it i'm an idiot very clever um okay yeah that's interesting that that's interesting i love i I love that mulholland drive is on here Mm -hmm. oh god i can't stop thinking about that (laughs) maybe that should be a five star yeah, maybe. <laughs> I but talk in a about bad it way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, and I, I, there, there, I have a lot of movies that are I've given four and a half stars. That yeah, I let me look at your could, four and a half. That I think they could get bumped up on a rewatch. Let's like, see. You know the one that I just can't give it to is Infinity War. Like, <laughs> I, I love this movie to death. I watch it several times a year. Like it's, it's my favorite action movie ever. It just, I'm just in awe every time I watch it. But there's just some jokes that are completely unfunny. Some lines that just don't land at all. That like every time that line comes on, I'm like, ugh, why didn't they cut this out? Give me I can't an example. Give it five stars. Um, like the, 
I have mastered the art of becoming completely invisible. Uh, when he Drax, he's just he thinks he's invisible. Let me ask you a question: How do you feel about the Guardians movies? I forget. Oh, they're great. Well, the first one's great. The second one's all right. <sighs> I don't like that opinion. Okay. Um, second one is really weird. The villain is terrible. That's no the oh okay mm, okay. Um, let me ask you this: Do you like the humor of the Guardians movies? Oh yeah. You do, but you don't like yeah. the humor of the Guardians in Infinity War. Well, there's some jokes that work, but some that just don't land at all. Yeah, because I mean, because obviously Gunn, you know, worked with the the script for the for for his characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't know how much how much involvement he had with it. You know, it's it, I, that's sort of always going to be a mystery. And it, and it sometimes because I I kind of agree with you on some of the jokes with in Infinity War, and sometimes it it does make me wonder like. Are the jokes that I like with the Guardians in Infinity War, is that because James Gunn wrote those jokes? You know what I mean? Was that his dialogue? Right. It, it, yeah. it does kind of make me wonder about the behind the scenes on that and how that worked out. Yeah, um, I mean, Infinity War is such like a dark and tragic movie that it almost feels like, all right, we can spend 20, 20 minutes, we've got to have another joke in here. Let's add another joke because this is a Marvel movie. Sort of how it feels sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think I think one of the smart things that Infinity War does is I think I think the jokes are more towards in, more in the first half and the second half. Mm-hmm. I think I think as the movie gets darker and more tragic, I I do think the jokes kind of cut down because they yeah. realize they just can't do it. And I think it's kind of smart to slowly over the course of the movie turn down the jokes as the as the tragedy increases. Right. Um, right. I love I love that we both have, give Nathan for you finding Francis four and a half. That should probably be five stars on. <laughs> it's incredible. It it is really something. Um, yeah, I like how much we agree. I I'm so intrigued by this Walter Mitty movie. You, you give four oh, and a half. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's a good one. It's very good. This seems like a. What's interesting to me about it is I look at the reviews of it and. It seems a little bit mixed, and the fact that you love it so much has me very intrigued. Yeah, I don't. That that was a movie that has like an offensive score on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and I, I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes too much. I don't give it too much credit, honestly. Um, but it's got a fifty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, see, and it, that just yeah, that's what me interests me. Core. Right, because you think it's could I say fantastic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's amazing. Like. I mean, that's one of the movies that makes me think. Like, as soon as it was over, I was like, hmm. It really makes me think a lot about the journey um, that Ben Stiller went on and what's really important in life and all this and all that. Good cast, too. Oh, yeah. It's a great cast. Uh, You know what? Okay, I'm going to add this to my watch list. Because the fact fact that that the reviews are so mixed, like the critic reviews are so mixed, and yet you think it's so fantastic, has me very interested in the movie. I'm going to add that to my watch list. Excellent. I've won. Excellent. You have won. Well, you, no. Well, you've won when I've watched the movie. <laughs> exactly. I've won when you like it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay. So we've covered what five stars means to each of us. Mm-hmm. I do. I do like this idea of like if because because there are some five star movies that I don't really spend much time thinking about, and there's fi- some five star movies I do spend time thinking about, and. That kind of does feel like it should be a separate category. Maybe I should mm-hmm. just make a list of like movies that, that 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 
I keep coming back to even in even just in thought just to make it like a separate maybe I'll do that. Yeah, have your own movies that make you think or emoji. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. Um I'm not going to yeah, use I think, that. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to use steal your title, but yeah. I I think you've got a lot more in your in your five star category. It's just like a lot of like yeah, of course everyone agrees this is a five star movie like um uh, the Godfather, Godfather Part Two, Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller, like everyone agrees, like these are all just amazing. Everyone loves them, right? And you're right. just like, yeah, of course, of course, I agree. Yeah, like I gave The Godfather one and two five star rating. I have not seen it since I started using Letterboxd, but I just, I'm just like, well, it's The Godfather. It's probably, it, like, it's probably one of the greatest movies ever made. Right? I have right. seen each of them a couple of times. And I did think they were really good. So, sure, I'll give it. I'll I'll leave the five stars there because, un, un, until I rewatch it, which will probably be several years, because it's not like I spend a ton of time. There are, I mean, there are those people who just put on The Godfather, just you know, multiple times a year. Um, right. I don't have that relationship with The Godfather. But maybe, I mean, maybe maybe I'll come back to it one day and be like, you know what? I don't love this as much as everyone else. I got to bump it down. And maybe hmm. that'll happen. Right. Yeah. Could be. But but for now. But for now, I'll, I'll leave it as five stars because, again, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, what is your rating for Make Happy? Now I gotta know four. Oh, so that's it, a lot better. No, it's not. You're in. Mm, okay. Make Happy is not nearly as funny. That's that. It, that's not the point. That's the point. Oh God, you're so incorrect. This is why you don't I mean, like Endgame. <laughs> there are some songs in Make Happy that just aren't that great. Like kill yourself, and uh, if you want love, like no, they're good, not no, great. What are you? T- what? Oh my god! This is this is the Infinity War Endgame discussion all over again. All right, this is a separate discussion. We have a separate topic now. <laughs> we're not we're not diving into this now. See, you gotta oh keep you gotta god. keep me on the rails. <laughs> all right, let's. Here's okay. Here's the money question. Not really, but we gotta we gotta switch this up a little bit. Because we've been we've been spending a lot of time talking about what are some of like the best highest tier movies. Mm-hmm. What about the stuff in the middle? What about the stuff at the bottom? Go right, I take the, this some however you want. I think the bottom is a lot easier to address. Um, I disagree. I think the bottom is so much more difficult. Really? I think yeah. Well, I, I, what what is the difference between a one and a, and a two? I have no idea what the difference is. Go. So for me, it's very simple. It's just how much do you hate it in that moment? <laughs> like anything from like a one star to like a two and a half star. Like I pretty much feel the same. Like, yeah, I didn't really like this. Didn't really enjoy it. Not not a winner for me. But the one stars are just like it's not a winner. And God, did I hate every second of it. <laughs> Whereas like the ones that are like two, two and a half, are like, yeah, it wasn't good. But like I'm not – I'm not pissed off. I just like I just just moved on. Like, eh, whatever. Moving on. That wasn't very good. That's that's pretty much all it is for me. But I've, see, only, I've only got a, like yeah. Let's I like it. famously hate these movies like Transformer, uh, Transformers Four, <laughs> Suicide Squad, Bandersnatch, Polar Express. Like everyone knows, I hate these movies. <laughs> okay, Interstellar. Wait. Do you have any half star? You have one half star, and it's Transformers: Age of Extinction. <laughs> That is the worst movie I've ever seen. All right, let's go. Let's go to your one star. Cats. Sierra Burgess is a loser. 
I can't believe I watched that. I don't know. Oh, uh, that's weird. And then Suicide Squad is your one. Do you have any 1.5? Bandersnatch, Polar Express, Anchorman 2. All those seem fair. Although I don't remember, I don't really remember the Polar Express. There's, there's, I know how much you hate the Polar Express, and there's part of me that want, really wants to rewatch it to see how I feel about it. <laughs> the worst part is most people like that movie, and I just think it's so bad. That's what's funny about but it. But also, like, also, like, it, I guess this is sort of the opposite end of the spectrum, where like I famously hate these movies, and like. I remember seeing the Polar Express in theaters with my family around Christmas time, and we all thought it was terrible, <laughs> and we were all joking about how terrible it was. And so this, this has been a part of my life for years about how much that movie sucked. I know. I know. You hate it. <laughs> um, two stars. Star Wars Episode One and Two. She's the man. <laughs> Interstellar, Snowpiercer, and something called Brain on Fire. Is that Chloe Grace Moretz? Yeah, it is. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it was. I don't really remember much about it, honestly. I guess that goes to show you what I think of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, boy, Star Wars Episode One and Two. You gave the same rating, two stars. That's surprising to me. Yeah, I don't. Could, there, there are movies that like they're not. They're bad, but like they're sort of fun to watch a little bit sometimes. Well, okay. why do you think this is so hard? Why do you think this is much harder? But, I mean, well, because, because – well, I think – see, see, you're talking about it of like uh, you, the rate – the bad rating, like is it a half? Is it one? Is it one? Is it two? You're talking about it like, well, it's just how much did you like dislike it? Yeah, they're all and, pretty much the same to me. The, see, I'm trying to be more – specific in that i'm trying to be more detailed about like well yeah it's a bad movie but exactly how bad is it i'm trying to be a little more objective a little more nuanced of like yeah of course these are bad movies but they're some of them are badder than others some of them some of them are are more bad than others and i want to i want that to be reflected in the rating so I like okay. Let me let me go to my let me go to what I have at the bottom here. My one stars. Is it okay? So like here's an example: Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, is a one star movie. Okay, it, it, there's why you have it as two. I can't even begin to fathom. Because but <laughs> it's I really I, bad. But I guess in this you're right in the sense that like you and I both agree it's a bad movie. It's just that your system is well. I didn't hate it. It didn't make me angry, so I guess I'll just give it two. Whereas my system my, is what? My my experience with the Phantom Menace was pretty much just like I watched it and turned it off, and like was like, all right, whatever. What am I doing next with my day? Like I I didn't even begin to think anymore about right. It. it it just it, it left no impression. Whereas my view on the Phantom Menace is no no no. I want to really show this is really really bad. That like like because like you're you're. I, I don't know. Like I don't know. I I I guess I'm spending more time thinking about exactly how much did they mess up the movie and exactly how bad is it. Whereas like it seems like you don't really care to analyze how bad is the bad movie. You just know that it's bad, and the star rating is just based on how much you actively disliked it. Yeah, how upset did I get? <laughs> right, and I, and that's why I say I think I'm going for a little more objectivity of like i want to be able to describe how bad it is because like i gave phantom menace one star and i think i gave episode two one and a half i did because i said okay this is better 
but not by much, and that and that has to be reflected in the in the rating. Right. Do you agree that episode two is better than episode one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do, but I that that's tough because like there's I I you give tons of movies four stars, four and a half stars, but there's obviously some movies in the same category that you like more than the other, or that you give the same rating. Um, like you could you could rank all of your four star movies maybe it's not like oh i think these are all equally good that's not how i think of it no that's that's true i mean i've i've seen people who who even on letterboxd who do like they give it an exact number out of a hundred which to me seems way hyper specific it's way it's way over specific And, and and so you're absolutely right that just because two movies are four stars doesn't mean that you think there are they are of exactly equal quality. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm trying to use the whole scale in the way that I, to, to, to accurately reflect how I think of it. And it's, I don't know, to me, my, my argument, the way I feel about your system for the bottom half of the scale is to me, it it feels like you're giving up. It's like, you're not, you're not putting in the effort to be like, well, how bad is this really? And it's just, and it's just, and it's almost like you're saying, I don't care exactly how bad it is. All I know is that it's bad. Just throw a couple stars on there. Give it a number. I don't care. Right. That is yeah, how I feel I about your accurate. system. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you can keep using it that way. I'm just saying that's <laughs> that's my argument against why you shouldn't. But Yeah, I just I just don't care enough to <laughs> like, – if, if I watched a bad movie, I don't want to analyze how bad it is and sort it into these categories. I just want to move on. Whereas I kind of do. I kind of enjoy the analysis of exactly how bad is this movie. Right. <laughs> That's fun in its own way. It is. So we've covered the top. We've covered the bottom. How about the middle? How do we feel about that? How do we, how do we decide what is a middle movie? Yeah, the middle is really tough. Because, um, like, there's, there's some movies where, like, you give it – a three or a three and a half stars and it's like yeah i really enjoyed that like that was very good but like there's just a sort of simplicity to it that it's i would never consider it great or amazing but i still like them like um looking at spider-man and space balls um like a lot of the early mcu movies like yeah they're good and they're fun but they they clearly don't meet this upper tier of truly great movies um so that's that's one half of it and then the other half is um movies that other people think are amazing that just don't do it for you but you still sort of like them and those are the ones i mean like parasite where you're just not as hyped up as everybody else is like i give blade runner three stars just because like i i like it i think it's good but it doesn't do a ton for me Uh, it does a ton for a lot of other people um so that's that's one that you look at movie that's one that you look at and you're like, huh, why did – he really doesn't like that movie. Well, no, I still liked it. I just didn't think – just didn't blow me away. Yeah, I think a good example is like you gave three stars to Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it's 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 good and fun, but like there's nothing amazing about this movie. So I think one of the things – because I think, I think the, the slight difference between two and a half and three is tricky. I agree. Be- because and i and here's the way here's the way i think i'm i've come down on this which is cuz they're both two and a half and three that that's both like average 
middle of the road, not bad, not that good. You know what I mean? It it's so what's the difference? To me, I think what I've decided on is it comes down to do I feel like that was like a waste of my time to watch the hmm. movie? Do I kind of wish that I had that two hours back? You know what I mean? Right, right. And that's and if and if I say and because I mean, there's a few movies on my three stars where I'm like I enjoyed it the one time I watched it. Um. Uh, maybe I, I watched it a second time and it was like, yeah, that was good, but I really am not itching to watch this again. It's sort of like I just I cannot love the Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I think I think both of them I have as a three star. Maybe I have the second one as a three and a half. I don't know. But like that look at the first Ant-Man movie and it's like it's good. It's fun. I like it. I don't really get so much enjoyment out of it that I would want to watch it a, many more times. I don't right. I don't think it's great. I don't know that I would say, oh yeah, it's pretty good. I don't even know that I would say that. But it's also it was like it's not like it's a waste of my time to watch that movie because I do mm-hmm. enjoy it and I do like it. I just can't I don't so maybe that's a little harsh for Ant-Man, but like that's sort of how I that that's sort of how I think I've made the distinction between two and a half and three. Cuz I there've been cuz there've been times where I give a mo- I watch a movie, I give it 3. And then I think about it a little bit, and like an hour later, I'm like, no, I really kind of wish I hadn't wasted my time watching that. I'm going to bump it down to two and a half. Yeah, okay. Here's, here's something that you do wrong. Uh, oh, okay. I love this. <laughs> so I'll notice sometimes, like days or weeks later, you will retroactively change the score you give a diary entry, which is wrong. It's okay to change the score of the movie that you give, but to change a diary entry is wrong because mm. that score is what you thought of it on that day that you watched it. You you can change the score just on the movie in general, and you can give it a new score when you rewatch it, but you can't edit the diary entries All right, after that's, that day. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? You're right. I have done that because... <laughs> I mean, I, it's really, uh, I don't actually care. This is such a weird thing to criticize. No, no. But. no but if we're going to pretend to take movies seriously, which we are. <laughs> pre- pretending to take them seriously. <laughs> no, I mean, there have been times where, you're right, there have been times where I've done it like days later. Um, and then there, ha- there have been times where I do it like an hour later, <laughs> which yeah, I think is, I think all, is more. That's allowed. I think it's more reasonable. Yeah. Um, like I remember, like the one where I changed it from three to two and a half was Wreck It Ralph two, and I just changed it like an hour later, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that's that's fair because because once it's been a couple days, okay. Because because here's the other thing: it's like part of the idea is like you give the movie a rating basically right after you watch it, not like not necessarily like while the credits are rolling, although I have done that, but yeah. like. Within a reasonable time period after the movie, you give it a rating, and and so it could because the idea is it. Ca- it you're right; it's a diary. It captures how you felt about the movie this time that you watched it. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, you you made you you've called me out. You've made a good point. <laughs> I'm gonna be better about that. <laughs> good, um, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What was the last thing I did that to? I think it was. I think it was. 
was it Wreck-It Ralph? Maybe wasn't that was maybe. Wreck-It Ralph two? I don't remember. Maybe it was the last. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But you're right. I have done that a, a a couple of times, and yeah, maybe. And also, I think I think I am going to be better about not giving a movie a rating like as the credits roll, because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm lo- I'm like, okay, the credits roll. I gotta I gotta put it in. I gotta put it in because like part of it is like I'm worried I'm gonna forget. But now right, I've got, right. I think I think that was kind of my rule when I first started using Letterboxes. Like I, I'm going to do it as soon as possible because otherwise I'm going to forget. But I think as I've been using this site for a couple of years now and logged literally every single movie that I've watched over the past several, what two years ish, yeah. Um, I think two because I think my yeah my my renewal for like the pro status just came up um, for a second time. Uh, this year, and I I renewed it. So yeah, at least at least two years, two and a half years, been using the site. I th- I don't think I'm gonna forget to log a movie now and put it in my diary. Yeah, so I neither. think I think maybe what I'm gonna start doing is because sometimes I get duped by a movie that has a really good ending. Because we and I have talked about this, endings are important. Mm-hmm. And if a movie can have a really good ending, that can kind of make a big impact. And if it has a good ending, then it kind of can make me feel like, wow, that was a great movie. But then I think back like an hour later. Like I'm saying, you think back an hour later, it's like, but was it a great movie or was it just a great ending to a pretty good movie? Right. You right. know what I mean? And that's that's where I got to go back. So I think maybe what I'll start doing in order to combat this mistake that I'm, I'm making, this thing I'm doing wrong, as you say, <laughs> give it like an hour after I've seen the movie to really put something in. Hmm. Just just to – just because to, it's not sitting with me for days or weeks – it's you know, but it's sitting with me just enough to reflect a little bit on how did I feel watching this movie at this moment. What do you think about this idea? Yeah, maybe I should do that a little bit more too. Um, but there, there's sometimes like when I'm watching a movie and I'm getting to like the last five or ten minutes, and I'm like thinking like, yeah, this is probably like a three and a half star movie. Like that's that's sort of how I feel about this. Like I liked it a decent amount. But then the last five or ten minutes are really, really good, and it bumps it up to to four stars for me. And like, I, I sort of know what you mean. Like, give yourself a little bit of time to reflect on it if the ending hypes you up. But the the, the ending's part of the movie, and if I'm re- right. if I'm really enjoying those last five or ten minutes, that's I don't want I don't want to let that feeling go. If that's the feeling the movie leaves me with once the credits start. Well, right. If it's it down. if it's a solid three and a half all the way through, and then f- the last fifteen minutes are really great, maybe it's justified to bump it up to four. You know what yeah. I mean? So, may, there may be some movies that were it it justifies it, and there might be yeah, some movies I, where it doesn't. That's all I'm so saying. My recent experience with that was Harry Potter one. Okay. Um, oh which yeah, is your like, ratings on that. Well, that's ridiculous. I think you're crazier than I am on that one. Um, yeah, I, I was feeling like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's it's really fun. Um, and then like the last the last few minutes of just like the the closing ceremony with Dumbledore and Harry saying goodbye to Hagrid, it's just so great that I bumped it up to four stars. It's a ton of fun. I'm not going home. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's fantastic. Um. Yeah. I yeah. I I see. I see what you mean. Um, the movies, the movies where it's trickier, the the hardest movies are just to keep going back to the example that's most recent for me personally, like a high school musical three, 
where the quality was kind of all over the place, where I'm watching the movie and there's some scenes where the, where this scene alone is like, this is like a three and a half star scene, maybe a four star scene. Okay. And then like 10 minutes later, it's like, oh, we're back to the awfulness that is High School Musical and, and right. how horribly these stories, these plot lines are set up. And it's like, okay, we're back to the one starness of the second movie. Like, you know, and it's like, it's like, how do you. That, that those are the those are really the toughest movies to put to slap a star rating on because it's not even the movies where it's like not even consistent throughout where it's like the quality's all over the place it's like it's like it's like you have to like it's almost like you'd have to watch it scene by scene and then rate every scene and then average it out that's like almost what i want to do but obviously that's Ugh, ridiculous that's yeah no that takes so much of the fun out of it no of course no of course of course and 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 at that point it's and then and then there's an argument to be made that like well if you can't be consistent that like that points against you man like mm-hmm. like you know so you know like so so i i ended up giving that one a two and a half because 20 minutes into high school musical 3 Colin senior year I lean over and I'm like wow this is this is a two star movie so far which <laughs> shows you the state of mind I'm in where I'm excited about a two star movie right 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 <laughs> you know and then and then you know some other scenes happen and I'm like oh look at that that's pretty good you know and then and then some other things happen and it's like oh, look at that you know and so and and it was funny because afterwards she asked me with that one she goes what are you giving it are you giving it a two or a three and she, it, she she knows the general area I'm in, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I go, well, there was some stuff in the last, you know, 30 minutes that I liked, some stuff in there that I liked that I kind of want to give it a three, but it doesn't really justify that for the whole movie, so I got to go two and a half. If I was mm-hmm. just rating the last 30 minutes, I'd maybe give it a three, but I, but, you know, but I I got to look at the whole picture here. And and so I'm like I got to go two and a half, and she was like, yeah, that feels right. I agree with that. Hmm. So yeah, those those are really the hardest. It's it's is where the movie is such it's so incompetently made that the quality is all over the place, and you're just your head is spinning of like, how do I even put a, a number on this? Like, but um, but those are the, those are the trickiest ones. Let me ask. Yeah, you I this. think I think three to two and a half is the toughest score to give. Yeah, well, that's or why just, I I kind of what's that. Or just differentiate. Right, differentiate between the, Yeah, that's why I kind of have that kind of mental idea of like, was this worth my time sort of – but that again, that can maybe that only works if the movie's consistent. I don't, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. But let me ask you this. Um, I think you once said you think of everything. Maybe you didn't say this or maybe I'm misremembering this or I'm putting words in your mouth. But I believe you once said to me that you think of every rating as out of 10, and then you just cut that in half, and that's what your star rating is. Is that true? Am I, do I have that wrong? No, that's accurate. I mean, I'm saying I'm saying four stars and two stars for this podcast because that's— That's the um, convention that we use because of the website yeah, that we use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in my head, like, I'm thinking on a scale of 1 to 10 this whole time, like— eight is great and like that it's, I don't, it's just i don't i don't understand the point of giving half stars or, or like what what why why the five star scale exists like it just sounds pretentious like <laughs> why i'm not gonna say three and a half when i can just say seven <laughs> it's so unnecessary i mean it's just kind of 
silly to me. Well, th- I think I think you do make a point. I think it's the star rating thing. It's just like a convention that has been used. It's like it's something that's been used for so long that it's like that's it, like a trope, sort of, you know. Right. So I I I get it. Um, and also it would be ridiculous to have ten stars. You know, it would just visually <laughs> right. look very odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and but for me, I do try to think of it in terms of the star rating. Um, and part of that is even visually looking at a movie poster. Like I'm looking at these movie posters right now, and and then seeing visually how many stars are are s- sitting next to that movie poster. Hmm. That that can sometimes almost be like if I'm a little bit unsure of something. I can I can kind of think of it like well, you know if I'm if I'm in between if I'm on the fence of something it's like it's like well, does this movie look does it does it feel right does it look like this would be correct to put this number of stars next to the poster was it will that will that feel correct because right. sometimes a movie it's like it's a feel I feel like this movie is a three and a half I feel like this movie is a four whatever it is and so for me sometimes it's useful to like actually see it which is i think sometimes why i have gone back like an hour later or a day later and changed it because i look at it and i go but that looks wrong that feels wrong to me to have Mm -hmm. that movie with that with that number of stars next to it or below it it just it that feels and if it feels wrong that's an that's a sign that you i did i gave it the wrong rating i gotta change it you know yeah so I think I think having the the visual uh element of having stars there is useful in that way but i do see your point about how it can be a little bit silly of like using half half stars and things like that i do i do get the point um yeah i i know what you mean um but i i still like even when i'm looking at these and i see like underneath this movie there's is four stars um i still just look at that and see eight or think eight um i don't know i'm just so used to watching uh fantano's videos um Oh, that's right. Because he does I'm out of ten. So used to the ten point scale, right? Yeah, and I and I think I think it's I think they're both useful in different ways. I think using using like uh, five stars or just like a number system out of ten. I think they're both useful in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that okay. So I think you know what I think I think we uh, covered a lot of ground here. I think we learned a lot. I think so. How long have we gone? Whoa, two hours. This is, this is a big one. This is a big one. But you know what? It was worth it. And we had a lot of fun along the way. I did, yeah, we, we, we had to wrap up pretty soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I got I to get out by 10 because we're watching Camp Rock tonight. Good Lord. 